Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Oh, it's so sweet. I'm looking forward to going to see the Queen biopic called Bohemian Rhapsody. Though I've been reading it, nowhere near lives up to the glory of the song. But Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, you live that Bohemian lifestyle, a little alternative, just getting by, trying to be on the, the vanguard, the cutting edge. As an artist or a writer or a musician, and a rhapsody is an ecstatic expression of one soul. You die young. Hopefully the movie gets closed. I'm, I'm pretty much seeing it right now in reviews as a coin flip, but I'm still going to give it a chance. And I still need to see A Star is Born. I heard that one to make you cry. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, I mean, if it's not just off the wall, then it's not doing it justice, right. you know? Right. Because he's got his own freaking room, you know? The Freddie Mercury suite in Vegas somewhere. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. And But this is the thing with a lot of our celebrities, number one, but especially, like, music, rock stars. Rock stars are never quite what we make them out to be. And you know what? I like that. Don't meet your heroes. Oh, is no. the idea. You're going to be very disappointed. You're going to find out unless you're ready for it. That they're just like you. They're just like anybody else. They put their pants on the same way. They gotta, you know, go number one, number two. They gotta eat. They often like to sit around and be boring. And what you see is just a is what you see is not the real thing. It's right. just a persona. One of my favorite writers, because he is a degenerate, and I'm not. I like degenerates because I'm mostly just a conservative guy, and I'm not speaking politically in that regard. I kind of like things that are different. I do too, but I don't know about this mustache. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't like my mustache? No, it looks good, man. It looks. It's just different. Oh, by the way, I'm doing this for Movember. It, it looks good, man. I'm doing I'm, this for men's health. I couldn't do it because I look like a creeper. You don't look like you steal kids. No, I look like a creepy uncle, except much younger and sexier. <laughs> it looks good, man. Sure. Are you sure you're not blowing smoke up my backside? It, I, man, you, I couldn't do it. I think you should join me. Before the month of November is up, I think you should go out with just a mustache. I'm going to do a big You could do the Hulk Hogan, brother. Get the handlebar. Yeah. yeah okay. I convinced one of my roommates, Andrew, to do it. I'm trying to get Jonathan to do it, but he says, I don't want to lose custody of my kid. <laughs> I'm not going to lose that because if I keep paying that money, I keep getting it. Right, exactly. <laughs> People but, just keep looking at us like we're boyfriend and girlfriend. There's a reason behind <laughs> this. and Maybe I'm going to check out the charity to make sure it's up, but it's to raise awareness for men's health, things like prostate cancer. That's awesome. They changed it up from the yeah. the no shave to yeah. shave everything but your lip. Well, and now I just got over sober October. I did get over tobacco. Cool, way to go. Yeah, it's a little, little clap for me. Yeah, man, that's hard. Uh, and it's a it's not a huge deal, but it's a good thing to remember to take a step back and not just let your habits like control you. It gives you self control, you. willpower. Yes. And well, and I'm struggling with this all the time. I really am. Because they're a good habit. Like, I've gotten into the workout thing the last year or so. That's a great habit. But sometimes you have... You let the momentum take you. You let the day take you. Where you... If it gets too structured, you're not going to be your best self, your most creative self. And I don't mean this just in the sense of, oh, I'm not writing something. I'm not a creative person. I mean, like, you're not being your best creative self for your friends or your family members. You're, you're too tired, too in the groove. And that's when bad things tend to happen. Mm. If you're making decisions out of laziness and what always was, I tend to think you're going to be upset when things necessarily change. Got to go off the beaten path sometimes. Right. And sometimes it's acceptance. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. gotta you learn to accept the change. Like how movies make me cry. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> and so as I'm entering the end of 2018, I'm amazed at how quickly this year has gone. Really how quick the past two years have gone. Uh, and just things happen and you, you realize, my goodness. Like, it's, you know, when real big dramatic, like 2015 was an incredibly dramatic year for me. Incredibly tragic and sad. And I think back to that's now over three years ago. Uh, like with my mom passing uh, and, and all the, the ways I reacted to that. It, it's what's weird. I'm not bringing it up to evoke sympathy or to get all sad tonight. It's more like that incredibly life-defining tragic moment felt like years in the making even though it was a few months. Whereas these past two years have felt like they just went by like nothing. And some cool things have happened. I mean, things like getting the show. The show's only a year old. Yeah. Meeting you. Yeah. That's only about a year or so yeah, old. Yeah, we're getting to that. Some things, like Emily and Eric are going to get married. I know. Like, wow. there's all sorts of things going on in life. My brother's getting married. I'll get to be his best man in his Ooh. wedding. Like, there's really cool things happening. But, but someone called earlier... Not that call. Somebody later after that. <laughs> and uh, talked about how we can let the now be a bit of a tyranny. And it makes me think of Kanye West up in the Oval Office. All we have is today over and over and over again. I'm like, ooh, that's some really deep that's stuff deep, there, man. That's good. That's yeah, good. He's in deep but end. if you don't step back sometimes and get that perspective of what are my habits, take an inventory of how am I being towards my friends? How am I being towards my family? Am I challenging myself to go to the next level. And I really am, folks, tonight talking off the top of my head. But I, I feel like I, ha I need to set some more goals here. Just, you know, getting in shape and stopping bad habits. It's one thing. And that can make all the world a difference. It's not that, oh, we need people to be, like, the most productive, thoughtful, considerate, charitable people in the world. That would be great. If everybody was their best self in this world. It'd be pretty boring. It might be boring, but it might also be... I think it could be challenging. Oh, if you, yeah. I mean your best self. I don't mean like everybody follows the rules and everybody's nice. Oh. Uh, because sometimes being your best self means, you know, you gotta ruffle some feathers. Uh, Love doesn't always mean sunshine and lollipops and puppy kisses and brownies. And sometimes let's watch the best is the worst. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I'm sure you've had to discipline your daughter. Yes, yes. Uh, I have to. Sometimes she's got to cry. And she cries. And I have to let her. And then she stops. Right. But it's one thing to be your best self. And everybody can't always be their best self. It's a whole other thing if you just stop bad stuff. Stop destructive behavior. And that's exactly what I've been working on. And most of it, thank God, thank the gods, has been me, you know, doing things to myself. Which does affect other people in an indirect way, but it's more like, okay, if I'm the one putting tobacco on my lip, it's not hurting too many other people other than me. But you quitting for that week was... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I took it out on some people. But this is, I mean, there have to be a few sacrifices. Yeah, and if casualties. I can call our dear audience here asshats and ding-dongs for a week, I think they understand. You know, and I try to, you know, try to love all people, but everybody knows it's a bit of a crock. That you know, you you have a general disposition of I care for people. I don't want to hear that somebody in Indonesia say was killed by a tsunami. What what a terrible thing! But I've never been to Indonesia, never met anybody there. It's kind of the same thing of like when you meet the celebrity, they're just they're people, and you don't want the bad things to happen to them. But you don't know them really. When it comes down to it, instead of trying, we got into this earlier this week. Instead of trying to save the whole world. Focus on yourself. Focus on your tribe, on your family, on your close friends. And if you take that step from, number one, stopping the destructive behavior, and then just being neutral for a second, like, okay, I'm not causing any major problems. <laughs> like, I, I heard something, or no, I didn't hear it. I read something beautiful the other day that can really sum up a lot of not only our political fights, but different approaches to... Uh, religious faith, different approaches to self-improvement and to running a family, running a business. And it's the old golden rule put in two different ways. The first time I think it was formulated 
was do not unto others as you would have them not do to you. It's in a negative sense. Don't do to other people as you would not want them to do unto you. Whereas Jesus puts it positively. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. And the difference is, is all the world. Because Think about this. One way you could flesh that out is say, don't punch or hurt Seth. <laughs> and that's a good rule. Yeah. And don't, Joey, do not hurt Seth Spotlow because you do not want Seth Spotlow to hurt you. I've always put it like... I don't treat the way I don't treat people the way they treat me. I treat people the way I want to be treated. Yes, and well, that's a little different than what I'm saying, and we'll get to that. All right. But it's a pretty good rule. Yeah, you don't punch me because you don't want me to punch you. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great rule for society and getting along. But does that actually carry us through the day? Eye for an eye, man. No, but it's, <laughs> but it's not enough. Oh no, it's not enough. You need also what you just said. Seth is going to be considerate and maybe give me a gift, surprisingly, one day, because hopefully it comes back. Yeah. It comes back around. It always does. So, and this is actually a lot of our arguments these days, especially in politics, is how much of the, the side do you lean on, don't do that thing? Be careful. Sometimes you, you, the world's a violent, malevolent place. People will try to take advantage of you. People will use your compassion. People will use your thoughtfulness to manipulate you and to allow evil to deceive you and take over. Yes, that happens. So, you know, the rules are basically don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. And watch out for those people that are going to hurt you and take your stuff. And we got to defend against them. And if it does happen to you, just learn from it. And that's one perspective on the world. The other perspective is, yes, there's evil. Yes, people try to deceive you. People may not like you for all sorts of reasons. Some of them good reasons. Some of them petty, and they're just being stupid. But the point is not refraining from doing harm the point is to go out and do good to give love to go be charitable to go build not only a relationship and a family but go build wealth be productive with your talents and when you put those two together you have i think a full society but when those two start to conflict and we're not in harmony with one another uh that's where we lose our our balance i think it really is i I don't know. I was. I've been thinking though about like why don't I like certain people, so, and why don't certain people like me? Sometimes it's just one of those things. You ever meet somebody and you hate them and you've never even talked to them, right? I mean, yeah. Sometimes that happens. But here's and the then th- sometimes it's bad mojo. Yeah, but here's the thing: you could pretty much just go down the categories of why people don't like other people, why people don't like you. Sometimes it's because they think you got too much money. Sometimes it's like. You don't have enough money. You can't hang. And that's a sign of you being a lazy bum. Oh, but you got too much money, so that's a sign of you being a cheat and ruthless and not considerate. Some people don't like you because, I don't know, you have long hair. You have a scraggly beard. You've got a weird-looking, creepy mustache on your face. (laughs) Some people don't like you for that. But then some people don't like you because you're too clean-shaven. Mm. And clean cut, and you got pomade in your hair. You look, and you're wearing a suit every day. It's beeswax. Yeah, beeswax. <laughs> it's just, you're too clean cut. No, you're too much of a dirty hippie. Some people don't like you because, you know, your car's run down. And, like, why is that junker on the road? We're up in insurance rates. We need to have at least some inspections here in the state of Alabama. At least they got that right up in New Jersey. And then some people don't like you because look at him in that fancy car. How many kids' mouths could we have fed if he had, instead of spending, you know, that 60 grand on his new Beamer? Confidence just, gets it for me. Right. So confidence. Yeah, people like, don't like I, you. I know who I am. I know what I'm about. And I run my mouth. I got a big mouth sometimes. Yeah. And then that tends to ruffle a little feathers sometimes. Why don't you think, why do you think people don't like your confidence? Because they don't have it. I mean, because I guess because they don't know who they are, and I know exactly who I am. Wait, have you never met a really confident person? Well, I have, and it's not everybody. It's that just doesn't someone. like you because of your confidence. Maybe, right? Maybe. I, I... Well, then sometimes don't people just get? Then they're the stupid reasons. People don't like you, or don't like me, or don't like anybody because ah, 
Look at his stupid glasses. <laughs> like, I mean, they're just stupid reasons, petty reasons. I don't like. I don't like his ears. Why don't you like him? Uh, man, look at him. Yeah, just look at him. Look at him. He's smiling like a mongoloid over there. Oh, he talks too much. Somebody that talks that much, somebody that can turn a phrase in that particular way, they're up to something. Oh, mm-hmm. he's too damn quiet over there in the corner. you got to watch out for the ones that are quiet. They're reserved, yeah. Yeah, because they're exactly. not telling you out loud like I am. They're right. keeping it inside, and it's like, what are you plotting? Right. They're about to blow up uh-huh. like the super volcano of the Yellowstone mm-hmm. and just end this place. Watch out for the quiet ones. Watch out for the loners. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then also watch out for those people that are constantly in need of a crowd and an audience to entertain them and make them laugh. Because often some of the most cheerful and funny people in this world, and I'm dead serious about this, are the Pagliacci's of this world. What is that? Sad clown. You know, it's actually after Robin Williams died. And this is what I mean. Robin Williams, John Belushi, Chris Farley, some suicide and depression, some as substance abuse. I think it's the same root of substance abuse or suicide. Some of the funniest people are so sad. Well, and Patton Oswalt, and I've heard the story before, Patton, he told the story on Twitter after Robin Williams died of the story of Pagliacci. I think I'm saying that correctly. Or a guy goes to um, the therapist and he doesn't he's kind of been the type of guy that you know, says you know I, I don't do it. I keep that I figure that stuff out myself I'll, I'll talk it out maybe with somebody I don't pay somebody you know talk about my problems but you know it gets so bad he finally goes and talks to a, a professional a therapist about it then I'm, I'm feeling really down like I wake up in the morning and for no particular reason, I don't. It's not like I want to cry, but it's also not like I, I have any purpose when I wake up in the morning, and you know, and I should have purpose. I have a plan. I've got things to do. I've got friends to go play with. But I, everything feels numb and kind of just down and out. I'm not having a good time, Doc. I'm not enjoying life. It's like sand in my mouth. You know, from dust you came and dust you will return. Sometimes I just feel like dust. And the doctor says, you know, sometimes you just got to get out of your own head. If you've been working too hard all the time, you should, uh, you know, just take a load off. There's a there's a great new clown in town. He's a touring clown, Pagliacci. You should go see him tonight. I'll get you free tickets. I, I know the, the theater owner. You should go see him and... The guy says to the therapist, but Doc, I am Pagliacci. Ooh. And, you know, I'm sort of exaggerating and going a little nuts with that story. But I think some of the funniest people we know, the most cheerful people, they still have their downside. The point is, is life is incredibly complicated. Incredibly complicated. All sorts of reasons people... Aren't their best selves. All sorts of reasons people may or may not like you, may not like me. All sorts of reasons why, I don't know, <clears throat> people are in a caravan up from Central America. I'm more than willing to bet that a lot of those people really are just looking to make a better life. They're also willing to bet some of those people are going to make a better life by exploiting other people. They're not all going to be saints trying to cross the border from that caravan. I think sometimes people do things for very complicated reasons. And the world is not that simple. Again, I, I, it's my favorite quote, and I'll keep saying it. The truth is rarely pure and never simple. And often our problem is we're looking for simple answers to complex things. Particular this week, uh, I saw a write-up about uh, the violence going on in the country, the political violence. The write-up was good because it said it's interesting how the press only seems to focus on the the right-wing maniacs, like the guy who shot up the synagogue. And though he claimed to be, he seemed to be anti-Trump, the Anti-Defamation League said Trump's responsible for the tone of the discourse in the country. To a degree, Trump's president. He's somewhat responsible. I don't think Trump's responsible for a lunatic shooting somebody, just like I don't think Bernie Sanders is responsible for a lunatic shooting up Republican congressmen on a baseball field. 
But the political violence or any sort of violent event, I, I can't stand how we do this with politics. Whether it's police shoot somebody, kill somebody, or some wacko shoots up a church or shoots up a school, uh, we immediately look for like the simple answer. Who's to blame and how do we solve it? Where most of the time the answer is there's not a clear way to solve it and there's not an easy way to blame people. A great example. Do you know the story of Chris Benoit? Oh, yeah. 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 Dark. Yeah, man. Talk about the quiet, intense guy in the mm-hmm. corner who doesn't talk that much. He, um, for those who don't know the story, he was a, an excellent professional wrestler. That was when I did watch wrestling. He was very good. Very compelling. Um, and they said always, like, you know, very professional, very passionate about his job. Portrayed that character perfectly. And was looked up to in the locker room in many ways. Well, that changed after uh, he he was down and out for some reason. And essentially what happened is he strangled his wife, killed his child, and then killed himself. Mm -hmm. And I watched an old Larry King segment. And it's Chris Jericho and Vince McMahon... Uh, John Cena, a few other wrestlers. I remember after that happened. Yeah. Like the next day there was a, a Raw was on or something. Yeah. And right in the beginning, McMahon came out and By said, yeah. hey, this happened and we're just not going to talk about it right. anymore. And then that was it. Well, and, and his matches are still up on the network, but his name is scrubbed from everything. Man. That it is, really is. That's just terrible. But I'm bringing this up because it's what the media does with almost every violent event. And especially when politics are involved, but politics need not necessarily be involved. Is when this happened with Benoit, they have all these wrestlers who worked with him and knew Benoit on, and they kept suggesting steroids, 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 steroids. Like they had no proof, but Benoit took them, and there really is not much proof that it, roid rage is that much of a thing. But that's what the media ran with. That's the common... It, see, it doesn't have to be a lie. It can just be a misconception in society. So they're just going to run with the sensational headline that these weirdos, this traveling circus of fake fighters, they're you know so obsessed with their bodies that they have to look ripped and you know vascular. <laughs> they you know do steroids all the time and blah, 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 blah. So obviously what happened is this guy... You know, took steroids, and he got a bunch of concussions, and he snapped. And Chris Jericho, who was very good friends with Chris Benoit, uh, was probably the best guest that night on the news, because he didn't get too animated. But he said, I just talked to a, a grief counselor. And this grief counselor essentially said these things, like a, a murder-suicide, happen for probably 20 reasons. Why does somebody snap like that? It happens for all sorts of reasons until somebody just... We had one recently here in the River Region. And so, like, yes, drugs can be involved. But there's a lot of other things. A lot of other factors. And maybe the the drugs... Why is somebody taking drugs? Because of the other factors. Maybe they're self-medicating. It becomes this really complicated thing. And it... Let me be clear. Complications don't mean excuses. Complications don't mean sweeping things under the rug. It just means we sometimes need to take a step back and not only take an inventory of ourselves and our relationships and what we're doing with our own lives, but also when we are watching the news and we're doing a poor job of it these days, take a step back for just a minute and say, I'm not going to solve this. Why should I be outraged? Because so much of the news seems to be designed to make you outraged, to make you fear somebody else, be resentful towards somebody else. And it very rarely is 
a feel-good story. You notice how they always yeah. put the feel-good stories on the like last minute or two of a news program? Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and you get more of my Facebook. Yeah. Scrolling through Facebook, I see all these sweet things, and I'll watch them, and then it's like, oh, I get teared up. But then you watch the news, and it's just like, wow. And that plays on why we don't like each other. I think that's why most of the news is some a-hole did this thing. Oh, and it's part of that group you always suspected. Uh. Like, you know the Republicans are this way. You know the Democrats are always this way. You know what? Sometimes those stereotypes are right, but it doesn't serve us well. I don't understand why that is, but I think it's a, a truism about us human beings. Is we focus on the negative, especially other people's negatives. I don't know why. I do what everybody does. It's a lot easier to point your finger at somebody else than oh, to point yeah. yourself. Looking oh, yeah. So, I don't know. As I'm going into this new year, and I guess I'm ready for the midterms to be over, because, folks, I'm, I'm expecting not to be surprised after Tuesday is gone with the win. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting the Democrats to take the House just ever so slightly. I expect the Republicans to gain seats in the Senate. And I expect investigations because the Democrats have the House. They probably won't go all out impeachment. I expect Robert Mueller will probably try to subpoena Trump for Trump to testify as a witness in front of the grand jury. Kind of how Ken Starr had Bill Clinton do it. Trump will fight it. Giuliani, Trump's lawyer, will fight it. I expect more progress, hopefully, to be made. This is a feel-good story on the Korean Peninsula. As more guard towers are being torn down, more deals and essentially going hand-in-hand. President Moon and Chairman Kim are taking steps in the right direction as the United States continues to push for complete denuclearization. It would be a phenomenal breakthrough. If we could end this bloody trade war with China and have both countries tear down barriers to trade, I think it would reduce tensions a great deal and it would create prosperity for both nations. And then I'm not even going to comment on the Middle East because, well, who the hell knows what's going to happen in that part of the world. But I do have hope for this country and but I get in this mood when I'm not focused on the political fight and when I'm not focused on the negative of everybody going on everything that's going on out there uh, very rarely is there a true enemy we can just demonize and fight it's not all yeah, no but a lot of people try to make it that way and I mean you got to stand back and look at yourself. You know, I'm not a big political person. You know this. Right. I mean, I, I listen because I like to learn, but I don't know much about it, so my opinion is really nothing. But, I mean, I think... Well, no, then your opinion's everything. Well, you're my you're a voter, right? You can say whatever you like. I can say what I your want, vote but... counts just as much as anybody's. Because I don't think it does because I'm not... Uh, I don't know enough about it. You but know what it I'm saying? Does. That's the funny thing. I, it does, but it shouldn't because with but my it does. but my knowledge about it is so little. But your vote counts. Man. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I go in there blind to just pick stuff. What'd you do? I wrote my name into bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, I and that's why well, I should be more informed. Uh, uh, man, it just it kills me that that's it. But I mean, I, I think. Uh, uh, I think Republicans can go all the way. I really do, because all those little, uh, um, all the the people that are in between the big towns, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's how it's going to go. And I mean, that's just uh, a guess of mine, you know. Sure, but uh, but I'm I'm hopeful for the future. It, I, I really am. This is why I, I come back to uh, I bring up music so often on this show. Is it it's what centers me? Music. It really is what centers me. And, for instance, thinking about going to see this new Queen movie that I brought up at the beginning of the show, um, it made me think about probably my favorite album ever. Well, that's hard to say. It depends on your mood. But my favorite classic rock album ever, Queen's The Night at the Opera. So good. Epically good. I just remember the one with just the, the self-titled Queen with the mm-hmm. faces on the front. The faces. Oh man, I, my mom had that. And a night at the opera has, oh, dude, it has Bohemian Rhapsody on it. That's that album. It has 
I'm in love with my car. Got a feel for my automobile. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's really a song about a guy just likes his stick shift, yeah, man. There's nothing wrong with that. You're my best friend. I just came out to. It's got that song on it. It's got all sorts of great tracks, but in particular, it's got one that's a little silly, and I love it a lot. I think Brian May, the guitarist, wrote this song. And that's what's so great about Queen. Every single guy in the band could write. I think the the quiet guy, the bassist, wrote You're My Best Friend. Freddie wrote Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, the drummer wrote I'm In Love With My Car. And Brian May wrote this song here. Good company. And it's got a good lesson in it. And it's one I've been playing for years. In fact, I think the first time I ever hosted a show, I played this song. Oh. A little history there. Personal history for even those of you who don't like me. <laughs> I talked to a car today, 65 GTO. I said, baby, soon. And I, I caressed her, okay. and then I shut the door. Well, for the sake of that moment, I'll come back with I'm in love <laughs> with my car. But for now, here's the song. Good Company by Queen. Be right back after this break. Joey Clark. So good. I mean, and I, I feel it because I haven't caressed anything besides that car earlier today right. in months. Well, and sometimes you can't get feelings for a car like that. I, we've been watching a lot of the Meekum uh, car. Oh yeah, yeah, the Meekum. Meekum is it Meekum or is Mecham. it Meekum? It's something it like Mecham. that. It's a big option. tomato, tomato. Yeah. No, but it's like especially when the lottery was going on. If we came into a lot of money, first thing would be mm-hmm. going to one of those car auctions and. I wouldn't be the type that would want to spend a hundred grand, two hundred grand on a car. I like finding those steals where it's like twenty grand for a really nice renovated '60s muscle cars, and you can get them. I yeah. mean, re- completely resto mod. I mean, old cars that are up to date. Well, I saw one that was like a '90-something Porsche for only five grand. Oh. I mean, there's some eras that are now gone out of style, and so they're real cheap still. But um, before I forget, and these folks over at Four Healthy Pets, Teresa, by these folks, I mean the lovely and considerate and awesome and intrepid Teresa. Teresa, the one who's like, I want to open up a pet store that is not only a store that I wish was already in existence, but a store where I can help others, where I can provide for people that will soon be my friends. Because... She wanted to take extra care of her pets, her dogs and her cats. I mean, they're always there at the store with her. Great. Like Mouse. Mouse is my favorite. Mouse the cat. I saw her on Facebook. She mm. is a happy lady. Oh, she's happy. Great. Just grinning. 
Well, and because of that, she gives off that energy to not only her pets, but she'll give it off to you and to your pets, whether it's high quality, all natural ingredients, uh, regular feeding, like food every day that you're going to give to your dog or your cat, or the special treats or toys that you need. Like if your dog just chews through toys easily, like it's a big lab or some big heavy dog. Get them an elk antler. She's got a bunch of those there, and it's, it's they love those things because it's a challenge. Or if you really want to get them a, a treat, you can go with the chicken crack, the chicken jerky, which is good enough. Meowawana. Meowawana. The catnip that is beautifully branded and cleverly branded. Uh-huh. Just stop by. Tell Teresa Joey said hi. You will not be disappointed. They can you get to know her. You can do auto ordering, so you can order ahead, knowing that I'm going to be regularly buying this every month to keep up on schedule. That used to happen with my brother. We'd be like, "Oh no, we're out of food. Let's go get some quick." No, plan it out. It's the best way for your budget. It's the best thing for your dog, for your cat, for all your pets. So visit Four Healthy Pets. You can visit them online. FourHealthyPetsOnline.com. Again, that URL is FourHealthyPetsOnline.com. Or just stop by, say hi to Teresa, the Atlanta Highway at the Village East Shopping Center. That's right near Faulkner University, the same side of the road there, where the old skate haven used to be. One of these days, I'm going to go by. Oh, go by this weekend. I'm going to go by, and they're going to look at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I want to meet Mouse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and she'll talk you into getting a pet yourself. She's she's that... Teresa has that much of an effect on people. It's amazing. It's I can amazing. believe it. I want a weird critter. The next one I get is going to be a weirdo. Yeah? Yeah, man. I've had some ferrets and squirrels and stuff like okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I want a weirdo. I the, One of the coolest pets I've ever had is a sugar glider. Oh. I didn't have it. I, I've met, I mean, a sugar glider. They're so, they look so fragile and cute, and it flew across the room. <laughs> a cool pet. I took baby girl to um, Zubu last yeah. weekend, and... Um, we did a little hayride, and we walked through, and they were like, learn about critters. So we got to learn about, um, uh, we saw a little hedgehog, okay. and that was <laughs> yes. so cute. And they had this little pin with this weird-looking armadillo running around. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, I like hedgehogs. I've met a few hedgehogs in my life, and you can get an old toilet paper roll or paper towel roll and put it on the ground, and they'll just like try to fit in it and just... Aww. It'll just be this thing on their head, but they're having fun because they're just burrowing. That's what hedgehogs like to do. They had the cutest little screech owl. It was like six inches tall, yeah. and she said it was a couple years old, full grown, and oh man, it would eyeballed me. Now, th- one of the best things, too, uh, it's actually, you know, did you hear the show last night at all, mm-hmm. by chance? Check it out on the, uh, on the podcast. It was with Keith Farrell. Um, he he used to be an editor for me uh, back when I was writing more political commentary. By the way, one of those things I want to work on. I haven't written much, hardly at all. And you're good, dude. When we went and did something and you wrote something down on my little pad, you were that was good. And I mm-hmm. was like, ah! Okay. And one day I'll, 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 we can do this, we can tag team this, because surprise, believe it or not, I'm a freaking poet. Oh my goodness. Uh, and Yes, I need to write more. Uh, and th- yes, thank you for those words. And you need to write more. We all need to write it's more. It's been a long time. But anyway, Keith, he actually took us up and wrote more. He has been working on a novel for six years, finally got it published. Awesome. It's called The Line. I read it over the weekend and into this week. Fantastic, fantastic book. If you want to check out the interview, uh, it's on the podcast. You know where to find it, Seth. But Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud folks, just search for the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Um, And he really brings up how some characters in the book are having trouble, like, processing life. I mean, the book's about addiction. It's about PTSD. It's about broken families, broken homes, how we can put them back together again, what sort of actions we can take. And one of the simple things the doctor prescribes to certain characters, go get a dog, go get a pet, go get a pet. Oh, my goodness, and I just have to bring it back. Teresa just sent me a, a photo saying this kitten needs a home. Oh, my goodness, look at that, Seth. Oh, oh, it looks like... That is an uh, adorable kitten. It looks like Irene. Or Loretta. It looks like Irene. Yes. Oh, that is so cute. That is an adorable cat. And there's something about, especially cats and little baby animals. There's something about baby animals. Even the most burly man will well up a little bit. They're tiny, and I don't know what it is, but there's something about tiny animals and their breath. Yes. <laughs> I mean, kitten breath, puppy breath, it's still breath, but it smells so cute. Yeah, it's, uh, 
it's it's an adorable thing, and I I need to get one very soon. I might adopt that particular kid. You should, dude. A cat is It'll awesome. Change your life. Yeah. It, it really will, and it's not like a dog. You have to take care of it, a dog. A cat, you still got to take care of them, but they're more independent, and they will come to you when they want you. Yeah. You know, so I mean, Mr. Independent, as you are, you may get along with a cat. Right. You know? Well, maybe. And you're gone a lot, and they're good animals when you're not around a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can... They're independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you, you take care of them, basically, they're independent. That might be a next step. I'm just thinking about next steps, Seth. And that, that's good, man. Instead of jumping in a spread, re- relationship with some crazy woman, you just get a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that is uh, something that, honestly, it's like, why am I rushing? Or am I not quick enough to jump into a, a long-term relationship? You can't rush stuff, man. Yeah, good things are worth the wait. That's what I say, and I'm still sitting here. Yeah, it's been a theme of the show. It's been, because well, it's a theme in my life. Like, I don't know. Our lives. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've, you've got a child. Yeah, and I mean, you don't, so no. you need a kitten. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's the same thing. It, you basically, a human, like a little human and a, a cat are the same You thing. can love them the same, okay? No, I, well, you, I mean, I, I it's different, that. but I, it's the same concept. Kinda. Right. I mean, I, I just have to be honest here. When somebody, you know, it's one thing to love your pet and treat them, pamper them. I hope you do. It'll give you a lot in return. But having a pet is not the same thing as having a human being, like an actual child. It's not the it's, same. It's not the same thing. It's not even, it's not anywhere near it. I, but there's still love involved. There's, of course there's love involved. But your dog is not going to start talking and saying the words that you say. <laughs> your cat is not going to start having the same mannerisms as you. You're not going to be able to teach that dog or that cat or that ferret. Do you, you had a ferret? Yeah, named ferret. No, yeah, a ferret named ferret? Okay, yeah. You're not going to be able to teach your ferret named ferret about the world. But you can't. You're not going to be able to read them bedtime stories. You could, you could. You could teach them how to poop in the toilet. Yeah, but that's kind of like, you might as well read it to a wall. <laughs> like you're reading <laughs> bedtime stories to your ferret. <laughs> like, come on. That's a little much. Yeah, and you're not going to be surprised by, uh, by how kids can melt away that cynicism. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine that's a, and I do have to imagine it, that is something that opens you up a little bit. It can also scare the hell out of you, though. Mm-hmm. You just got to do what you're supposed to do, and you know what you're supposed to do, and you just don't think about it, and you do it. Right. And there's no question about it, because you know the right thing to do, and you're going to do it. Right. And, yeah. So. Yeah. It's just uh, one of those days where I'm, I'm doing an inventory, trying to figure out exactly what I want in the future. You almost thirty, man. Yeah, you know, so you feel like you're being rushed, but you're not. So don't. Yeah, less than a month away, I will be thirty years old. Just let things happen. It'll come when it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's I mean, what should I try to accomplish in this last month before I, you know, I'm over the hill in thirty? Absolutely, trying not to do it. You're, don't rush it, man. Just let it happen. Okay, so stick with the non-destructive behavior. Yeah, non-destructive and patient. Okay. Patient is key. Patience is key. Mm-hmm. It really is. I know it's hard. I mean, uh, always take the left turn when you've been taking rights all the time. All, don't every once in a while take a left. You know. So I should do the. It's like what George Costanza did the opposite day. Sometimes, like he, every instinct he's had before was wrong. So he just does the opposite of his instincts, and things work out. Kind of. It's like so. If I'm going to go talk to a woman, it's like I'm broke and I'm unemployed, and I live with my parents. Just tell her the truth. You already got no in your pocket. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not completely broke. I am relatively compared to other guys but who you could probably provide. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a good job, steady job. Yeah, you got a job. You're a good, good person. That's no, all that matters. Holding down that job. Yeah, and, um, that's what I say. I'm it's, very considerate. Yeah, yeah. I hold door. Yeah, I did. I held a door once I, at a funeral. And when I commit, I commit. You held a door once, right? At a funeral? Yeah. Yeah. I stood there for like 30 minutes. Like 500 people went through. <laughs> I was the first one to walk out, and I held the door for everybody. Yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's Friday. Yeah, man. I'm ready to go see the new Queen movie. I'm also ready to check out A Star is Born. And I'm going to watch tonight the greatest, ro- no, Crown Jewel. Not I already watched the greatest Royal Rumble, which is in Saudi Arabia. Mm. But Crown Jewel happened earlier today in Saudi Arabia. Star is Born is going to make you cry. Yeah? Yep. 
Okay. No doubt in my mind about that one. Yeah. Version 15. Well, and I, I also want to keep going with this reading thing. Reading and writing. I need to do more of it in my life. Yeah, man. What you going to read? Hmm. I don't know. You start writing. I'll start writing with you. I can do that. Okay. We'll start. We'll challenge each other. Do you want to start reading, too? Yeah, I can do that. I uh, Can you read? Can you read? Oh, yeah. You read? Man, I can do a lot of things people don't know about. I love giving you crap. <laughs> can you it's read? It's okay. Hey, man, that's if if people don't give me yeah, crap, they don't it, like me. You gave some to me and my mustache. Oh, I've got I to. think you should join me. And I, I will, just for a day. I'm going to do it before I come in here. Here's what we should do. We should get a reading list. We should read. I mean, should we read fiction? Should we read, like, crazy, important historical books? I'm okay with that. I have scary stuff. I have a lot of Dean Koontz and Stephen King books. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I I don't want to read. Number one, I okay, I might read some Stephen King. I'm not reading Dean Koontz. Why? Just the name. What? Yeah, I know it's petty. What? Oh my! I I went over this. Sometimes you don't like people because of stupid reasons, and that's a stupid reason. I just don't like the sound of his name. Well, it's cool you know yourself that well, but it's still stupid. <laughs> Dean Koontz. Okay, his books. Well, it's kind of like the are shorter than yeah. Stephen King. More straight to the point. Okay, Stephen King books are seven thousand pages. What was the one his was, are like two. What was the one that was like real controversial? The Da Vinci Code. For that, a second, that was like. Dan Brown or something. I don't know. Those books are very successful. They're not my favorite, though. In the sense that they're entertaining, no doubt. That's why they sell so well. But that's not my favorite thing to read. I kind of like your, your greats of literature. I like books that sort of challenge you. I'm okay with the history stuff, but old great literature? Yeah. I can read it, but it doesn't mean I'm going to understand I it. I know what you, we should read, and you should read all Have right. you ever read any Charles Bukowski? No, no, but I, I've heard and I've yeah. you have turned me yeah, on to this. I will, I, you should read either, well, the classic one that they assign to kids in school is Ham on Rye, and it's about him growing up. It's almost like an autobiography of his childhood, a memoir of childhood, and it's really sad. <laughs> but No. But one that's actually more interesting is a book called uh, Women. Charles Bukowski's novel simply called Women. I highly recommend it. All right. Um, very entertaining. Like, I'll give away one aspect of it. There's one woman who sculpts a bust of his head. Like, it's just a sculpture of his face is like his head. And every time she breaks up with him, she drives over, puts the bust of his own head on his doorstep and drives off. And he doesn't want to break up, so he rides back with the head in the, his own head in his seat. And they're just trading the head back and forth. So there's, there's stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's amazing. And the reason I like his writing because it's brutally honest. He's not an idol. He's not somebody to look up to. He is somebody that's like you almost look, would look down on. Yeah. Like, you don't want him as a family member. Yeah. But even through all that, because he's honest about who he is, you end up seeing a lot of uh, things about people, how people interact, especially in relationships, and that's what women is about. Oh, that sounds good, man, because that's really how it is. I mean, the more honest you are about things, the harsher it is and the worse it seems. But then over time, you start to learn that there, that harshness and terribleness that you see, there's yeah. reasons behind that. Well, and it, it's set in the sense of he has been this miserable, ugly vagabond and degenerate all his life that nobody's ever wanted to pay attention to. And then he becomes successful with some of his writing and his, his alter ego in the books, Henry Chinaski, uh, is now a well-known writer in the fictional world. And so because he's well-known, he has women who like him. Oh. Because he's he's famous as a writer, mm. he has some minor, and so things happen, and uh, it's it's very good. I highly encourage you. That's my one recommendation. All right, I'd read Bukowski's Women. That's a good one. I mean, one of my classic all time favorites is the the picture of Dorian Gray. Really good book. Oscar Wilde can't go wrong with Oscar Wilde. That's a great one. One at a time. One at a time? One at a time. Oh, come on, man. I can give you a few here. No, don't do that. One at a time. One at a time? Yeah. Okay. Well. I try not to... St I'd rather finish one than start three. Well, and then give me one album 
that I should listen to this weekend? What do you want to go for? No, do just don't don't do okay, that. Um, um, Something that you love, I'll put it that way, that you have not shared with me. What album should I listen to? <clears throat> Hopefully, the audience can listen to. It. Mm, uh, I would say probably um, either uh, Nine Inch Nails' "Pretty Hate Machine" from uh, late '80s, which is '89, or uh, Tools' "Anima." Tools, write it down for me. Anima is from the mid '90s, and it was awesome. It was uh, it the it Tools has Anima. Yeah, and it so is, I can spell it correctly. <laughs> uh, the album names are hard to pronounce. Okay. Yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> um, no, I just I'm trying to expand my horizons. I like new things. Yeah, the Pretty Hate Machine is about a girl. It's okay. the first Nine Inch Nails album, and it's about a girl, and it's um, it kind of has some vibes from uh, Unsolved Mysteries, right? You know, in okay. the in the beginning, yeah. Well, what we're doing tonight, folks, it's it's an inventory. It's a Friday night. I'm. Really, uh, we will kick things up. And another thing I would like to do with the show is to do um, alternative news in the sense that news that isn't partisan, just news about what's actually going on, what's actually going on in the Korean Peninsula, what's actually going on in the Middle East, like different players, what's actually going on with the relationship with Russia, what's actually going on with the economy, with the debt and the deficit, what's actually going on with culture. So what are the newest albums? What are some great albums people in this area still listen to, still love? Um, I'm trying to open up the show, but we'll continue to do like classic album battles. Cool. We'll keep talking about pop culture. We'll keep talking about um, in a tasteful way, sex. We'll keep talking about dating and relationships, uh, families of all different sorts, and yes, of course, we'll talk about politics every <laughs> once in a while. We can't completely get away with it, but uh, can you imagine going off on a space journey and then coming back many years later, but what seemed like only a few years to you was, in fact, a whole generation, 40, 50 years to the people on Earth because, you know, the difference in time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what this song's about. I feel like that every day. Well, you should listen to 39 by Queen. I'll be back on Monday, folks. Thanks, back with Troy. I'll report on Bohemian Rhapsody and whether or not it's a good movie. I'll decide for myself. You're going to love it. Okay, maybe. Joey Clark.